Hi, everyone. Welcome back to another Words of Dragons podcast. <clears throat> Today, we're doing just a little, another short Q&A with a couple of questions. Um, so, you know, as always, if you ever have a question, you can just send it to me over at Raylan with two A's with an asterisk. You can ask me about fic, meta, predictions, additional Dragon Quest materials, other fandom stuff like i love avatar i love how to turn your dragon so you know there's a lot of other things um six of crows i've actually been thinking recently about um whether the main how the main dragon prince trio could fit as kaz and and jesper respectively so you know we have we have some thoughts we have some some considerations um but for today have a couple of kind of like writing process questions so that'll be really fun um and so let's just let's just dive right in so the first question is from finches which is what's your process for writing metas so i feel like my and this is a question that they have actually been kind enough to ask me and i started to answer it and it's in a drafts so i might i might go into more detail there or i might just end up repeating myself who knows um, but I feel like for my meta writing processes, because I was I was recently doing a count and I have written 68 metas for Raylum, and those are only the ones that actually made it onto my meta tab on my main blogs. So that does not include the countless smaller ones earned requests that didn't make it onto the tab. So we're probably close to 100 actually. Um, and then there's a bunch of others. So I guess for me with like a meta, I usually have some sort of like guiding idea or like a thesis statement or just like a concept I want to explore sometimes I kind of find what I'm looking for why while I'm writing in terms of like you know I could tell I had a feeling in my gut that I was like there's something about Ezra and Claudia that are really similar and I can't quite figure out what it is so I thought about that for like a few months and then I was finding like oh I think it's their passivity let's look into this so I started doing my draft and looking for screen the right screenshots that I wanted in like relevant scenes and whatever because I'd always been interested in the exchange of uh, Ezrin being a sibling who leaves in season two after he talks with Claudia about the way her mother left and Claudia being the Soren who and Claudia being the sibling who is left behind when Soren leaves like a season later because she can't deal with it because of the way her mother left and so like I was always uh I'm always on the lookout for parallels. I find that usually my meta either tends to be some sort of like parallel expansion thing where I'm like, this is a consistent motif or character trait or pattern. Um, Like for Raylum, there's a ton where it's like, here's how they deal with conflict resolution or, you know, here's the, here's the parallel of, um, you know, Renan and Athari acting like Rayla's good heart isn't necessarily a good thing. And then Callum is in like 304 being like, no, this is one of the things that I love about you and that sort of thing. So usually parallels make up the foundation of, I would say like 90% of my analysis. And then there are also other things. So sometimes I'll do like a character or like relationship thing. I feel like usually those have centered around Claudia when they're not very like parallels based. Um, in terms of just like, why do I think this character works the way that they do? Like for me, it, a lot of it's driven by my desire to write these characters and write them in a way that feels accurate. 
And so, it was, and Claudia was one of those characters where I always felt like I had a pretty good understanding of her. So I would see people sometimes be like, I don't understand why she did this. Or, um, you know, I felt, I thought some of her, um, that's my dog. Sweetie, can you not lick and move your collar right now? Thank you. I'll give you a belly rub later. Okay. Um, and so I always felt like, with Claudia, I was always like, no, all of her actions make sense to me. So sometimes when I go into a meta, I'm trying to just determine like, what am I subconsciously registering about this character? And how can I put it into conscious, like more coherent thought, you know, like, why does she work the way that she does? And so like, what made everything really fall into place for me with Claudia was like the realization that like, her ultimate goal and everything is keeping her family together and everything else comes secondary. And it's kind of like the right thing to do is always whatever keeps her family together. So even if that means believe in Viren's lies, even if that means kidnapping the boys, like whatever it is, even as, even as, it, as it gets more and more morally dubious, if it keeps her family together, it must be the right thing to do. And that kind of being the two tenets that really inform her character and her decision making. And like even the fact that like she and Ezra and her characters were like, I would say Ezra changes more than she does in terms of like, having like more like growth but in a lot of ways their characters are semi-stagnant and what actually happens to them is they're just put into situations so is Viren actually he's a lot like that um and then he's just put it and they're just put into situations where they their mindsets are just doubled down on where like Viren and Claudia become worse and Ezra becomes better and so, and also like tested. And so like, it's not that there's no changes, but they don't radically change. I feel like as one changes in maturity, but it's more just like rising to the occasion than something he didn't already have. Like Calamor didn't have a lot of confidence in the beginning and by the end that he does. And like Rayla didn't really know who she was. And so I feel like they went through sort of different arcs. Um, her, Calum and Soren, I would say are the more like, um, changing sort of trio of like the main cast again that's a metaphor another day see it just it just kind of spills out of me naturally um and so my process for writing metas is like usually what i'll do is i'll have the core concept a list of parallels or something like that like i'm thinking of like my rayla and water as a motif for shame and why and how the idea of like the times where we see her reflection in the water when she's looking at herself has always been like she doesn't like what she sees and the way that Callum comes into that as well in terms of like he's there on the shore with her in 105 and then he's there with her at 303 at the pond and then he's there on the shore in 304 and he takes her hand and he guides her away and so just like I look for that a lot um and then I typically go about making like a sort of rough outline particularly for the really long metas I'll be like okay this is this is one section in terms of like we're gonna talk about like this particular thing and then there's like when I was writing about like realist fears and the evolution of how they change I think that was like after season two so I was really pleased when through the moon picked it up back on those threads so I was like fear and water fear of like like being an outcast in terms of like losing the boys love and support that was another section and then like fear of losing Calum and how that changes so I think that was like two sections um and so just it also helps because sometimes I'm not going to write a meta all in one sitting so it helps because then I don't have to worry about like forgetting something so I, I chip away at them from time to time um so usually there's some sort of general like argument or point I'm trying to make and then everything is just about like supporting that point 
um, with the textual evidence that I have. You can see the English major coming out. Um, and so from there, then it's just kind of like rounding it out and being like, usually it's interpretive based. Other times it is more like, I think this is what Kane is more objectively leading us towards because you can you know, it's kind of like canon. It's canon that Callum thinks dark magic is bad. That's just a fact. There's no other interpretation of it. Once you get past season two, it's like Cal, it, it's not saying whether dark magic is bad or not necessarily, or that his mind can't be changed. But at this point in the show, he thinks dark magic is bad. So I'm like, okay, like that's an objective. That's a fact. Um, watch someone come into my inbox now and be like, oh, well, actually, and they'll just get put in the garbage. Um, but so yeah, so a lot of it is just me organizing my interpretations into something that I hope is like coherent. And I always try and chronologically sort of like build my argument of like, this is like the basis. And then we're going to go on to the next sort of like points sort of in terms of like contributing to my main one, which is why. So like, I basically write my metas very much the way that I write. Like it's like a very loosey goosey sort of essay in terms of like, I usually have my introduction and then I typically have my like, so let's get into it. Or so without further ado or something like that, because I've set up my main point on what I'm going to say and like those sorts of things. And then I typically go into my arguments, which depending on how long it is, might have sections, might not be. It really just depends because I always try and make them like easy to read and easy on the eyes as well, where I'm like, you're not probably going to sit down and read my 6,000 Raylum Katang, how they overlap meta in one sitting. Maybe you are, if so, good for you. I certainly did not write it in one sitting. So I'm like, take, take your time. Um, it also just helps in terms of organization because it means that rather than always feeling like I have to write the whole meta, I can be like, well, I'm doing this section or I'm halfway done this section. And it's just a matter of finishing all those different sections. So I find that helps. And then I have my conclusion where I wrap things up, maybe hammer in my point a little bit more, maybe introduce a little like, you know, sprinkling on top and whatever. Um, so it's really just uh, my metas come from basically like me having an idea and I think it would be fun and interesting to write. And usually it's things that I haven't seen other people talking about. Or if I have, I feel like it's something that I can add to. So that's also lovely. Um, and I'm always taking meta requests. So if anyone ever wants to pick my brain about like any character, any plot point, any sort of relationship, I've probably thought about it or I can and I'll have just a little something something to drum up for you in like 10 to 20 minutes because that's just how my brain works like I'm, I'm working on a one shot right now that's about like the speculative sort of friendship that I think that like Amaya and Claudia might have so I'm like this is where we are because again I was like oh there's parallels and it'll be really interesting and whatever so Usually I'm inspired by some form of character exploration or of understanding them. And I also find that my fic writing really influences the meta that I write. And so it, oftentimes I'll write something in a fic and then it'll make me realize something about a character because I'm just kind of following my sort of like tracing of like, can I trace what they're doing now in terms of like action or thought or word back to something in canon? If so, yes. Where is it? And then that also helps me identify like patterns. And writing meta is also really useful for fic writing because it means that I feel like I have a good like logistical hold and understanding of the character before I write them. Like I feel like I wrote a decent amount of Claudia meta before I ever wrote her. Meanwhile, for Raylam, I did the opposite. I mostly wrote them and then I started to do meta once Kanan gave me what I felt like was more material to work with. Um, 
And so, yeah, it's, it's, it's all about patterns. It's all about finding the consistencies in the places where you think that there are interesting things to be said about a character. Um, and it's all about just how, and again, like they almost all don't have to be long. A lot of my, I have a mini meta tag for a reason. A lot of them are quite short. Um, so it's really just about like, what are you interested in and what do you want to talk about and all that sort of stuff and just have fun with it and take your time. And I also find that like, sometimes I'll get like, not lazy, but like if a meta, if one of my metas has a lot of screenshots, probably because I don't feel like typing that much or I feel like it's self-explanatory enough with those things um and one of my favorite things that I also really like to write meta about and the things that I love in the dragon prince is the way that scenes get recontextualized afterwards like I always found it really interesting in season two when you find out how Sarai died and so like when Rayla first meets Callum she's like oh well you attacked us unprovoked and Callum doesn't correct her even though we later find out and like 306 confirms us when he's talking about what happened to his mother that he's fully aware of what exactly how of why humans and his father went after the dragon king and like how that all happened and so like that's a recontextualization but now i have something i can say about well callum doesn't correct her in that moment even though he very much could what does that say about him so it's just kind of looking like for those sorts of things and like the show does it a lot particularly like with 101's intro being like we now know that's Erebos is as a narrator how reliable is he that sort of thing and like all those sorts of stuff um and then the dragon prince also has a lot of like really awesome like gaps of information between characters where it's like because like we know what claudia is actually trying to do at the moon next is we know that to a certain degree she's manipulating him but we also know that she thinks that she's just bringing the princes home where they're going to be safer you know we know that soren is actually being like i'm trying to kill them or i know that even if we did bring them home they wouldn't be safe with dad but callum is only working with the fact that Rayla claims Soren's trying to kill Ezrin. Callum doesn't believe her at first, even though like he he does want to trust her. He doesn't want to believe something so terrible about one of his friends. And then Claudia is giving him all the signs that she's also liking him and is like has been honest with him and like all those sorts of things. But he's still like, you know what? I'm gonna side with Rayla. We have to make sure it's a trap or not or whatever. And then of course, like when Claudia does betray his trust, he's in his head. It's like he has no reason to think that Ravella was right about them, then was she right about the whole thing? Was Soren actually trying to kill Ezrin? The presumative answer is yes. Was Claudia in on that? Callum has no idea. He could assume yes. He could hope maybe not. But like, that's a really interesting sort of gap in information. So I always like to sort of play with that. And like, we see that across the series between different characters and stuff like that. So like, I think that's always super interesting. Um... And so that can be another like meta and fic writing consideration. I really try to like, um, it's something I call when you emotionally inhabit a character, when you're like, you're not suddenly still in our world. You're thinking like, what would it be like to grow up as them in their world in terms of like, you know, the food they eat and like the logistics of like when you're a prince and you haven't had the training, what is it like when you're suddenly walking or in a boat for eight hours a day and you're traveling and like Rayla does have the training for this and like those sorts of things and like who's helping with the campfire or you know like when did Claudia start to dye her hair or when did Soren start to sword fight or like Janai and Amaya and like whatever and like 
you really put yourselves in those shoes and you're like, how did Janai feel growing up with an older sister and a, a brother, whether like younger or older and like what were their relationships like? And like, how does she feel about her parents? Cause they're apparently out of the picture. And you know, you, so I feel like that's also really helpful for fic writing for fic or meta, because then you're extrapolating on what Canon gives you. And again, it comes back to that idea of like of tracing. So I just feel like I just rambled for 15 minutes about nothing, but I hope that was helpful. Basically, outline, have fun, um, write about what's interesting to you, and you can indeed train your brain to look for parallels. I definitely always had an inclination for that from a young age to the point that I would seek out media that had parallels because it made my brain happy. But I've also definitely have nurtured that skill, and you also don't have to write about parallels at all for meta. There's like plenty more you can talk about even just like character motivation whatever I just find that they personally inform a lot of how I write meta so I find them helpful um and then anonymous asked how does writing together work do you split parts of the chapter and everyone does their part or in another way and so I've written creative works now with three different people um one of them is my most like predominant and consistent writing partner and my actual partner with those five adorbers so you've Maybe you've seen our fix on AO3. We have a bunch. We have a few one-shots. And then, like, I only know how to write multi-chaptered stuff with them at this point. So that's just how that works. Um, and then I've also written with Kuno, who does Sides of the Moon and some stuff in the fandom as well. And also has a lovely podcast with Haley from Cartoon Universe. So highly recommend. Um, and so Kuno and I have also written together. And then I've written with one other fandom friend of mine that we call that I call Boa um although I don't think anything we wrote we ever like posted any of it but all part of the creative process um and so I find that like with Kuno and I because like she has more of like a role-playing sort of background on Tumblr and stuff and like I very much don't we tend to more like go like um in between like one person will write one character and one person will write another um and then with Boa we kind of like went sort of like in between of like she'd probably write a little bit of a chunk and then I'd write some but it's also been a few years since we wrote together so who knows um and then for those five adorbers and I we tend to like we will basically finish each other's sentences it'll be like I don't know where I want this to go and the other one will step in and make it beautiful and whatever like they've they've definitely bailed me out more than once <laughs> even just of me being like I cannot remember this word and so just stuff like that or whatever or like I tend to really like dialogue and they tend to really like description and dialogue so I'm like please help me with description thank you um and so writing together can work in like a variety of ways if I've seen some fics where people um we'll do like a pov switch so one person you know every other chapter so one person will write like say like for Raylum if you're writing like a modern au Raylum fic or something where like you could you could be writing it with somebody and one of you writes Raylum's pov and one of you writes calm's povs and those povs alternate per chapter so you're writing chapter one and they're writing all of chapter two like you could do that or you could do something similar to like the sort of role play where it's like one person writes something and one person writes another. Or you can kind of do the really like fluid one that I tend to do most often, which is when like you're just writing kind of everything together and sort of like equal amounts, you know, very like 50-50, sometimes 60-40, depending on like the chapter or like the content or whatever um you know and you just but you're you're both very very involved 
Um, and so, yeah, there's a bunch of different ways. I think they're all really fun. You can definitely find what works for you. Um, and I'll also say that like having writing, I think the really fluid one is like, for me has been like the rarest one that I found. I've never found it with anyone else other than my partner. Um, so it's a very like special thing. So I, I don't know how often people find that, especially cause like, it wasn't like, like we've been writing together now for like five years, six years. And so, you know, like we've definitely both become better writers over that period, but the actual like fluidity that we've approached our work with has stayed exactly the same. It was like that from the beginning. There was like a teeny tiny adjustment period, but we were still very much like in sync very quickly. Um, And so I also think that speaks to like having a sort of like um, being able to creatively sustain each other as like writing partners is like really important just in general. Like you both have to be really gung ho about the idea and to really enjoy it, um, which luckily like all of my writing partners and I have, it's awesome. Um, so yeah, so basically there's a lot of different options for writing together. I would be really, I've also never really discussed it with, you know, I haven't seen too, too many co-writers or whatever, um before I, I think in the dragon prince fandom i think there's one fic that's written by like four people and i was like wow i cannot that sounds crazy but super fun um and so i'd be really curious to see how other people do their co-writing because this is just my experience um but it's also really fun i think that even if it's not necessarily like someone that you're co-writing with having someone that you can like go to creatively and like really discuss things with and bounce things off is like super invaluable like I go to my partner a lot for stuff with like my original work because I trust it's very much like finding someone where like you trust their sort of like narrative gut and characterization like those sorts of things as well it's really important um and so like I'll go I'll go to my partner and be like I'm thinking of this from my original work what do you think and like they're like you know it's just helpful to have that sort of like sounding board um and doubly goes for I think fan fiction because it is sort of an inherently like um community-based act of writing fic whether that's individually or as a couple or the trio or whatever um but it's super fun and really good way to learn and I also find for me it's particularly relaxing because like when you're doing original work or solo work, it's very much like if you don't know where the sentence is going, you have to figure it out all on your own. And sometimes that can be frustrating. You know, there's like certain things where I'm like, I know, like, oh, I'm not giving enough detail or am I too dialogue heavy or maybe I'm not having enough dialogue or whatever and stuff like that. So having a writing partner is nice because they can kind of like pick up the slack in some ways so it's like if I'm having a day where I'm like oh my god I can't I don't know where I want this conversation to go it's really nice to have someone who can be like okay well we can do we can do this or to kind of like help it flow um which is super nice so I think I think it's a really good way to learn to practice your writing first and foremost which is super important but to also really learn what you like to write and what you naturally gravitate to um, I think it's super useful. So yeah, if you ever get the chance to write with anyone, I think it's a really good, it's, it's, it's fantastic. Yeah, I would recommend, I would recommend. And also solo work, you know, writing, just do all the writing you can in all the different ways you can and just, just have fun with it. That's my, that's how I would say that it works. Um, and so per usual, I have managed to take two very simple questions and I've stretched them out for 23 minutes. 
So I might bring this Q&A to an end. I also might upload if somebody asks another question within the next couple of days, I also might upload another part. So if that's the case, I'll see you. I'll see you sooner with the second section to this. Um, and if not, then thank you for listening. As always, I hope you enjoyed it. And dragons out. Peace.